Hey there, fight fans. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe this episode of Combat Sports Talk. Welcome to Combat Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated to UFC and Bellator discussion, the MMA community, and combat sports in general. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and joining me this week is the man with the keys to victory, John Keys. Hey, what's going on, podcast world? Heck, it's, we're here. It's Tuesday night. You know, life is what happens when we're too busy making other plans. All right. And... The man who is shimmying those shoulders like Suge Avery, Kalechi KC Onyebuchi. Bienvenidos a todos. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Now, hey, can you get jiggy with it? Are you, are you, claro you, que sí. There you we're, we're, go. There you go. Y'all can be looking like y'all fit the, fit the description and then trying to get jiggy with it at the same time. No, I'm just saying. What, what other what other key shoulders? So you got the Shug Avery shoulder shrugs. You got the j- getting jiggy with it. What else? Are there any Ice other shoulders? Says, hold on. Ice Cube said he leaves dancing to the guys with the funny haircuts. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay. There is one other famous shoulder thing that we got to do in memorandum, and it's the uh, Larry King shoulders. Oh, yeah, we got to do the Larry King shoulders. Rest in peace, Larry King. You know, I had an opportunity to meet Larry King. What? What happened? So, so back, back. So, Kalechi and I used to work together at a, at a telecommunications company called Alcatel Lucent. And so we put on a, the broadband media summit in Las Vegas, Nevada. And one of our special guest hosts was Larry King talking to Ashton Kutcher. What? And and so, so no, it totally happened. Like, um, and so we had Larry King who was talking to Ashton Kutcher. We had Rob Thomas from um, uh, Match Matchbox Match, Twenty. No, three. No, no, it's three. Uh, three doors down. Rob Whatever. Thomas. I love that we don't Rob know the Tom- answer. <laughs> Rob Thomas was Matchbox Twenty. Yes. I thought it was three doors oh. down. But anyway, was, uh, Superman, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to need you to double check this. I think you made that up. Okay. okay anyway, so, right, anyway, so so the thing was was that I was uh, I was running uh, assistant production, the pr- assistant producer, and yeah. so my producer was in the green room with Larry King, and so because I was out running the show, I couldn't actually go back. And meet Larry King and Aston Kutcher and everybody else. So Sue Brewer, if you know Sue Brewer, she is the Sue one who Brewer. actually got to meet Larry King. And so I was this close to to greatness. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I did make some great friends um, who are who are uh, you know who are who are still making it happen in the media world. Shout out to Brian Tong, my brother from another mother. Nice. I have a quick tie in here that I promise leads to both. So Alcatel Lucent afforded a lot of interesting opportunities. And I remember going out early to CES one year with uh, with them. And that was a little bit before you and I started hanging out at work. And that's why I met 
Quentin Rampage Jackson. No way. At CES. He was like debuting uh, two booths over. They were doing like a video game. It was like NVIDIA graphics trying to show like the latest and greatest of the graphics. And Mm -hmm. the UFC EA sports game had just come out. So uh, he was doing like a live like show of like how cool UFC uh, fighters were. And he, he was a good dude. Sad that today I trolled him on Twitter, but it was. Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> Wait a Why'd you oh, troll just, him on Twitter? Because he, he decided to like start cutting for the uh, Robin Hood app. And I'm like, he's like, if you want to make some more money, you should join Robin Hood. I was like, or. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have effectively stolen your thunder, uh, John. So what do you have from the random trivia uh, department this week? All right, well, you know, it's, it's still it's still February, and, you know, unfortunately we only get 28 days to celebrate uh, Black History Month. So let's talk about the oldest fighter to ever grace the ring at, at the UFC, and that's the Black Dragon, Ron Ron Van Cleef. Uh, dude is like 78 years old, uh, called the Black Dragon. Um, he was a former Marine, which that's the only bad thing I can say about him. The rest of the stuff is awesome. Uh, fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo, fourth degree black belt in Judo. He's a 10th degree red belt in his own martial arts, which is called Chinese Goju, which is a, uh, it's a attempt to unify Japanese style goju ryo, which is a hard soft style, literally, mm-hmm. uh, with the, its roots in Chinese martial arts. Um, he is still currently the oldest fighter to, to fight in the UFC at age 51. He fought uh, his, his first and, and only bout was against Hoist Gracie, uh, lasted four minutes and 39 seconds before he was choked out. Um, wow. Later on became the, um, he became the commissioner shortly after of the UFC and was there for uh, a year from 94 to 90 to the end, to the beginning of 96. Um, after that, he retired from, from um, active from, from karate championship, you know, ch- uh, competition in 2002 after winning the all American karate championship at 60 years old. Wow. The man that's, competed. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's what when you got that little that, you know, when you watch those Kung Fu movies, you got the grandmaster with the beard down to his his belly. And then it's like he's still able to win fights. Yeah. And like so, one move. OK, <laughs> I have only one question regarding this guy's stats. So sounds really impressive. Minus one thing. Does he have a black belt in Muay Thai? No, he does not have a black belt in Muay Thai. Okay. We'll have to ask, we'll have to ask George. I think, I think George has the answer to that one. Okay. All right. If you are playing along with the combat sports talk drinking game, black belt in Muay Thai is a cause to drink. So go ahead, tilt one back for the team. All right. Well, that was awesome. Well, hold on, because I got two sec I got two more things that's really awesome about this man. Okay. Ron competed over 900 tournaments in, in his 40 years on the tournament circuit. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. Do you not know this man still is competing in Brazilian jiu-jitsu to this day? He started in 2015 and is still rolling. Okay. That guy's the Tom Brady of, 
Of He's Marshall. a Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Man is still dangerous. Okay. He's 70. Like I say, currently he is 78 years old. Okay. And the man is still rolling. So literally, literally. Okay, so you know, holla at your boy. Mm-hmm. That's all, all right. right. All right. Well, oh, oh. and Rob Thomas was in Matchbox Twenty, by the way. Matchbox Twenty. There it is. Okay. All right. There it is. So, uh, let's go into it. So there was a lot of fights this weekend, and so we're going to talk about it because. I, I got a brand new. Uh, it's it's the same sound, but it's it's all charged up. I got us a crow button that I need to be pushing on. So uh, let's get into it with the official decision. Yeah. The official decision. This is where we talk about the fights that were on Saturday. I guess Friday and Saturday night. We're going to start off uh, kind of in reverse from last show. We're going to go off with the uh, Bare Knuckle FC Knuckle Mania. Friday, February 5th, 2021 at Jenkins Arena in Lakeland, Florida. And first of all, we're going to talk about um, Chris Lieben, who defeated Quentin Henry via knockout round one, one minute and seven seconds. Now, you know, Chris Lieben, you know, he's a he's a throwback to the UFC back the first win for Anderson Silva in the UFC. This was mm-hmm. he was the guy that basically got got was the was the open door for Anderson Silva to make one of his historic runs to uh, to a title shot and uh, and then held that belt for many, many years. Chris Lieben was always been just this brutal dude who can just knock folks out. Um, that's his kind of game. And so I think Bare Knuckle FC is like the best place for his style of fighting. And so um, he's known for leaving it all in the octagon. Yeah. And so even though I think this was supposed to be his last fight, he says that he he would actually come back. um, He would he would come back and and, and do some more. Um, So that win, not the Dallas Cowboy, that win. (laughs) But I got so excited. Defeated Johnny Bedford via unanimous decision, 48-47, 48-47, and 49-46. And then Britton Hart, in the main event of the evening, defeated Paige 12-Gage Van Zant via unanimous decision, 49-46, 49-46, and 49-46. I was the only person to pick Britton Hart. Wait, there you go. Wait, how? That's right. I picked you. You weren't here to pick, so you're talking about. So, 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 Kalechi has has agreed that when he is not going to be on the show, that he is going to send us his picks for the show, so that we can put them on air and they can be official combat sports talk picks. For the record, if everyone on air could see the text chain, I call these out. It just never gets counted. It's not official. It's not on wax, man. If it's not on wax, it ain't happening. (laughs) Madam Tussaud rule. Madam Tussaud rule. When it comes to Paige Van Zandt, to me, she's been more gimmick than fight for the last couple of years. So I didn't see it going any any other way personally. 
Wow, we're yeah. just not going to give her any credit for showing up and not getting knocked out, huh? Well, no, no. Here's the thing. You know, MMA superfan said Paige turned it around in the fifth round. I'm interested to see her next fight. I, you know, I, I, she did. You know, the problem is, is those first, those four, was the first four rounds, right? You know, wow. where I really do think that Paige Van Zant saw Britton Hart get blown up by Beck Rollins and was like, I, you know, I beat up Beck Rollins. This girl ain't. She's not gonna. I'm a UFC fighter. This is just some bare knuckle FC. No, Britton Hart is a is a scrappy fighter, and it says a lot more about Beck Rollins than it does about what Britton Hart can do. And so Britton Hart came charging forward, you know, was landing combos, and next thing you know, Paige was like in a fight for her life. Now I think that Britton started getting gassed at the end of the fight, and Kate Paige, being a UFC fighter, being that professional fighter that she. You know, she was when she was fighting, you know, and being trained at Team Alpha Male. You know, she was able to try to, 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 to get it going. But at the end of the day, she needed a finish. You know what? Yeah. Some, some analysis would say that she really turned the page in that fifth. Oh, what, what, what am I doing? Why am I making this sound? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't need to make that sound with my mouth. I can just play the button. All right. You know what? You keep them coming, Kalechi. I You know I love puns, so uh, you keep them coming. All right. Let's get to the, to, to UFC Vegas 18, Overeem versus Volkov, Saturday, February 6, 2021, at the UFC Apex Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. We had five fights on the card. Benil Dariush versus Diego Ferreira. Uh, Benil Dariush defeated Ferreira via split decision, um, 28-29, um, and so it's it's one of those things where Benil Dariush, I, I meant to look up what song he walked out to, uh, I think it was, I think, um, I MMA, MMA Junkie, I think, has a, has a, a week, uh, you know, um, golly, MMA Junkie has has a playlist of the walkout songs. Thank you, Kalechi. Um, and so it, it you get to see what they walk out to. I'm telling you, Benil Dariush probably walked out to some Christian Christian single, but not like Christian. You know what I'm I was about. like, uh, signed up to ChristianMingle.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Manel Cape uh, uh, faced off against Alexander P- P- Pantoa, Pantoja, or is it Pantoja? I don't know if it's if it's Pantoja. if it's Pantoja, Pantoja, Pantoja. because if he's Brazilian, you got to print it's a hard J, right? Um, yes. So uh, Pantoja defeated Cape via unanimous decision. Um, Clay Guida, Captain Caveman, mm. defeated uh, Michael Johnson via unanimous decision. You know, we haven't heard these names in a long time. I don't know about about. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know about Michael Johnson anymore, man. I'm like, if you're getting beat yeah. by Clay Guida, and Clay has been in this fight for a long oh, time. No. Wait a minute, we can't hold on. Okay, so let's I'm not. Talk. I, I don't. I don't mean to say that as a disparaging remark about Clay Guida. Clay Guida is a busy fighter. He's 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 a he's a really yeah. good fighter. But but Clay is a lot. Remember that Clay Guida. <laughs> Clay Guida is is has has crested the hill. He is part of the old guard. And I, even though he's just signed a new four fight deal, uh, I don't I don't see him making a run at the title anytime soon. 
But you got to understand, Clay Guida has like one of the best gas tanks in the UFC, period. Okay. Period. Therefore, he's got the pressure. And, you know, so, hey, the man is still a threat. He may not be a consistent threat, but he's still a threat. Yeah, I, I don't take anything away from that. I think it's still just the fact that, I mean, he's just not been as popular as he once was. Like, his star is not on the rise right now. Yeah, yeah. He's crested the hill. Yeah. But like don't, don't, like you and me, John. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey I'm with it. Okay, <laughs> I'm with it. Trust me. I am rolling down the hill at a very high rate, okay? In a roly-poly motion. Okay? There it is. Let's welcome George G Money Stallworth. <laughs> okay, so let me let me be the first one to say here that I didn't get the memo about the black hoodies and everything, and we supposed to go on Instagram hey, later. To what what month is it? What um, month is okay. it? Why are you wearing blue? <laughs> Colonizer. We'll after the show. Hey, interesting fact. Interesting fact. Black Panther. Yes. So I, I really got into kind of the behind the scenes um, videos about Black Panther, the movie. And Ryan, I think it was Ryan Coogler who said yes. that if you look at the scene where um, where they fight Claw, uh, you know, at the at, at the underground gambling uh, casino. Yeah. You you'll notice that um, T'Challa and and the two ladies that he's with, I forgot their names. They are wearing red, black, and green, which are yes. the colors of Pan African uh, colors, right? Red, black, and green. Yes, all that. Claw is wearing blue, and blue really? represents the colonizers. So, okay, I'm getting beat up. Later, so there you go. There you go. So, John Keys, thank you for thank you for the representation. Representation matters, um, and so therefore, you, uh, you <laughs> thank you for wearing so, blue. So At least he's on, on brand, brand huh? talk, you know, Instagram, they're, they're going to try and beat me up and we're going to really see how it goes down. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so welcome coach G money stalwart, George G money stalwart. How y'all doing tonight? We're doing pretty oh, we're good. Doing we're we were just getting to the co-main event of the evening. UFC Vegas 18 Overeem versus Volkov, Frankie Edgar versus Corey Sanhagen. Oh, that that crow button been 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 lighting up tonight, hadn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's getting ready to because as I'm looking at it, uh, George G Money Stallworth and John Keys picked Frankie Edgar to win. The only one person who picked Corey Sanhagen, and that was me. But you know, picking good fights, pick, pick, okay. picking winners. That's what I do. That's what I do. So you know. The the only thing that I gotta say is this fight lasted twenty eight seconds. You know, it takes about a minute and twenty eight seconds to to call the fight. So uh, to introduce the fight for Bruce Buffer. So this this right here, buffer factor fail. It's a buffer factor fail, y'all. Frankie Edgar could have been knocked out three times by the time Bruce Buffer finished announcing the fight. And it was going great for Frankie Edgar until it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I'll be the first because I'm like, he had the pressure. He was cutting off the ring. And Corey's like, hey, do me a favor. Catch this knee. And it was over with. Okay. <laughs> he caught it. And he he looked over there and walked off. On, I was like, I, I just put my head in my hand. I was like, I can't even watch this, man. I don't even know if he's dead on the ground or what. He didn't move. He, he, he didn't, didn't move even move. Yeah. And, and Dude, what, what was, I, what, I was of the definite opinion that experience was going to overshadow, you know, these young bucks. You know, that that's where I met in this. You know, I was like, Frankie Edgar, it's too much experience for Corey Sandhagen. Corey Sandhagen was like, hold, hold my beer. <laughs> I'll be right back. That dude is like, from the start, I, I'm a Colorado homer, so of course uh, I'm going to cheer for him. But, man, he's looked really good. I mean, he's had what, one drop in the last four fights. Like, yeah, that dude yeah. is the truth. So, yeah. I mean, it was like, I, I saw it and it was just like, oh, wow, I think somebody's trying to make a statement because, I, I, you know, it said two things. One, that Corey Sanhagen might might be in that title talk now. And two, oh, not might really, be. Not might uh, be. He on, is guaranteed on. a title shot. After that, oh, wow. yeah. Well, then, and the second thing is, I think we need. I think we need to really revisit how wrestlers try to engage people. They really need to miss that knee a lot because that's the second wrestler to catch that knee and not make it out of, out to the other side so far. So, are you bringing you know, up uh, Ben Askren? Ben is that, Askren. Is that, a, is, that a seg, is that a segue to the Ben Askren and uh, Man, what's his I name Logan we, fight and uh, Jorge Masvidal fight the you know, yeah. Yeah, super meat. necessary. It's the super necessary, super necessary. fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's necessary. the thing. Did anyone notice the five inch height difference between Frankie Edgar and Corey Sanhagen? Like, we are looking at this changing of the guard. Remember, Frankie Edgar is the was is a former lightweight champion. Yes. Mm -hmm. The Gray was Maynard he? days, the trilogy, right? Like, yeah. this is like historic type of thing. He went from he went from 155 to 145 to 135 and now he he just got he just got lit up at 135. So I don't know what the future looks like for Frankie Edgar. He says he's going to be back. I think the Dana White loves Frankie Edgar. I don't think that he's going to get rid of Frankie Edgar as part of the as part of the 60, but I just don't see a lot of upside for Frankie Edgar right now because you've got Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. Corey Sanhagen, mm -hmm. like you're gonna put Jose Aldo, you're gonna give him Jose Aldo, Marlon Mojase, like who are you gonna give to Frankie Edgar now to get him back on track? I don't like his odds against Jose Aldo or Marlon Mojase. I think the best Other thing that that um, Dana can do is give um, is give Frankie Edgar uh, a position as talent. And enhancement in the USC and not let him enter that ring again after that. That was yeah. that was brutal. Yeah, that was that so, was a pretty brutal one. I feel like he just got caught. I mean, we didn't get an opportunity to see what he really looks like at 135. So I think he does deserve an, another outing. And I don't think that Jose Aldo fight is a bad fight. So so I will I agree with you, George, on the fact that if a fight lasts 28 seconds and it's between someone like Frankie Edgar, who's got a pedigree of, of just being a, a phenomenal fighter, he got caught. We didn't see Frankie Edgar's uh, talent on display there. 
Um, so I don't, you know, I, I don't necessarily, I, I don't think that Corey Sanhagen is 28 seconds, three times better than, 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 um, than, than Frankie Edgar. So I agree with you. I think that he should get another fight. Let's get another look at him. But I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. Jose Aldo looks really good. But I'm going to agree. We with didn't you get a, a we lot. didn't get a look at at Frankie at 135, and but y'all acting like Jose Aldo is, is is much in the same boat as Frankie. You know, he he's he's a little longer than tooth, especially to be at 135. Mm-hmm. But you guys are acting like Frankie Edgar is brand new. We know Frankie Edgar. No, I'm saying son. he's I'm saying he's longer than tooth. I I recognize oh. Frankie's been around. Look. Frankie did this same thing to BJ Penn. BJ Penn was an aging fighter. Frankie came in and lit him up. BJ looked like a zombie fighting Frankie Edgar. So I think, yes, definitely give Frankie another outing at 135. I think Jose Aldo is a good matchup for him because they they both have great UFC um, history and experience and story behind them. That's a matchup you can build. And I think folks will be interested in that fight. MMA super fan, what do you think in the comment section there? All right, so we'll we'll, we'll wait for his comments there. Um, there we go. He he just came in there. He, look, I'm kind of with you. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that CTE, man. Oh my goodness! Wow! 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 The comments. Hold on, hold on. You know what? I, we're gonna have to rewind it a little bit back because Lapedia Light said something that I am a little upset with. I Did you say Lapedia Light? Yeah, Yeah, Is it this quote right here? The odds thought that Sanhagen was three times better. That one? No, 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 no. Further back than that. No, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. But no, the BKFC was so is so unskillful. I have to disagree. No, wait. Why are we going all the way back to BKFC? Nah. We're, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You base that off at the end of the show, man. We're not going all the way back into discussing BKFC and the skill of fighters. No, we we talking about Corey Sanhagen and 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 Frankie Frankie Edwards. Corey Sanhagen is a foregone conclusion. We know what happened. Okay, dude, dude got dude caught caught Frankie Edgar. In, in the most beautiful, destructive knee I've seen in quite some time. Okay, that's what it was, and walked off and looked around like he ain't getting up again. And I mean, he could have came up to the camera and talked all sorts of smack, and guess what? Everybody would have agreed with it because we saw the we saw what what he just did. You know, but what was really what I really liked about that though is that when they they tried to get him to to showboat about beating Frankie Edgar, he was like, you know what? I just did that to Frankie Edgar and like I did not want to have to do that to Frankie Edgar, but it was him or me and I had to choose me. He's like, but I take no pleasure in knocking out Frankie Edgar. And I was like, you know what? That's a lot of respect um, because Frankie Edgar is kind of, you know, one of those guys with that, you know, that we've all kind of grown up in this sport with. Right. You know, he's the answer. And so whenever you have someone who just puts him out and just makes him look like, I mean, like like an amateur it it it, it's kind of hard to watch it's hard to watch some of the great ones now some of these people that we don't necessarily like it's fun to watch but for someone like frankie edgar who's kind of been on the up and up the whole time um it's hard to watch him fight and so it was great to see Corey sanhagen 
celebrate and ha- you know he was like where's my belt i want that belt because he's going to get the the winner of peter yan versus Aljamain sterling but at the same time he didn't take too much pleasure in defeating one of the greats uh in in, in frankie edgar and i know that i sound like i'm i'm writing frankie edgar off but i do believe that he should get at least one more shot let you know you know let's find him a, an, an, another opponent and see if he can't you know you know make a place for himself and perhaps a run at the title uh, you know before he retires I just don't want him to end up like BJ Penn. That's all. Oh, you mean fighting at bars and arrested and driving his car into into stores and always in trouble with the law? I was just getting ready to say, I just don't want him to fight longer than he should have. But if you want to throw all that out there, then yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I went, I went in a... Of, of trouble with law enforcement, did y'all see that Daniel Strauss from uh, Bellator... Recently got arrested again. Yeah, I, know if y'all I did. We, we did yeah. see that. Very similar thing. I, I think he was arrested for an aggravated assault or something like that. Like, apparently there, were, there, there might be some weapons involved or. Oh, I think there was like a stabbing or something yeah, like that. I, I did not add it. I did not add it to the run sheet this week. Um, so definitely check out the Daniel Strauss uh, headline. Uh, but let's get to the main event of UFC Vegas 18. Overeem versus Volkov. Uh Alexander Volkov defeated Alistair Overeem via TKO at 206 in round number two. Now, I want to tell you that everyone on the show <laughs> picked Alistair Overeem except one person. And do you know who that person is? This guy. Because Kalechi wasn't on the show. And so his picks. But well, we all know how Kalechi feels about Overeem, though. That's we do. a foregone. We do. But because it wasn't. Because. The Madame Tussauds rule is 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 final. Your show ain't on wax, so you it, it don't exist. But Real quick. I, what? What's the number one rule? Rule number one: never bet against the Russians. And so I, even though I take pleasure in 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 playing the crow button, you guys remember what happened last week? Last week I was like Alistair Overeem, he's going to beat. Volkov and 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 George was like, "Hey Ryan, what's rule number one?" I'm like, "Oh, I gotta pick I Volkov. I gotta yeah. pick Volkov because rule number so one says." Your, yeah, in your heart, you picked Overeem. I, I I I I had, but on wax, I picked Alexander Volkov, and mm. he won. Dude, that fight. Mm. Let me just say, he broke. Alistair Overeem's nose. We know that that's, that was the injury in the first round, and Overeem never recovered from that. Um, it real. I don't think Volkov was really in any danger. Now, I don't like the way Alistair Overeem, you know, does this shell thing and just kind of freezes and then tries yeah. to catch you with that overhand right. Uh, you know, it's or is it a left? I think it's overhand right. But he does this shell thing and just kind of waits for you. Not like Yoel Romero, but it's still one of those things where. I think there needs to be an evolution of his style. Speaking of shells, what is that thing on your left hand, Ryan? You know what? It's me getting old. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to punch you know, a hole through a wall or something? What, what, what is uh, that? Thing? No, no. What what it is is carpal tunnel is what it is. I'm getting old. <laughs> That's what happens so, when your pimp hand gets too old. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, speak. Second point on getting old, man. I, I think it's time for uh, Overeem to, to look at 
putting those gloves down in the octagon or something, man. It, he, he's, I've seen too many fights where he gets hit and then he, like you said, he creates this shell and we get nothing out of him after that. And it's like, dude, I, I CTE is real. I think, who was it? MMA super fan or someone mentioned yeah. that earlier. Yeah, yeah. MMA super fan. Look, he, I, he could have been talking about Frankie Edgar. Or he could have been talking about Overheem. I'm over him. Over him. There it is. There it is. Uh, um, but but if, say if they ever be- decided to get rid of Usada, I would <laughs> oh, like be to back. see Overheem. Yes, I'd like <laughs> yeah. to see Overheem. Overheem. So. So the question has been asked, what is next for Overeem? Does he stick with the UFC? Does he go to BKFC, Bellator, one? I don't think he, he goes, goes to home. one. You think he just stops fighting? He can't no. stick with the UFC because there's no path forward for him. Uh, I don't think that he can break the top talent uh, without getting broken. Uh, the Bellator angle for him, like, he's not wrong <laughs> anymore. Like, I think he's lost too much of his luster to make a real run within Bellator, though I think he'd be good. It's just the money just doesn't line up unless they pay him ridiculous above scale. So I don't I don't know what works for his career other than to say, hey, I had a good run. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the fire's there. I think that there was an ember that was turning into a flame as he was as he was making his rise and, 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 and walking through some of that competition. But the fact is, is that I think that um, Volkov, yes, Kalich. Just, just speaking of old real quick, did Coach just pull out CDs? What is this, 1992? <laughs> 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 AOL online CD? Hey, man, don't, hey, look, I saw that look, CD. Look. Set it off, dog. Don't do that these, to him. These okay. are paperweights. <laughs> I'm using these well, to lift uh-huh, my computer uh-huh. up uh-huh. and get it to a that- great height. Yeah, uh, that, that's that what you do. Coach, coach got CDs, man. We got five thousand hours for free. Like I said, those, those are paperweights you saw. Don't never mind you, Coletti. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. Today. Oh, we got the we got the really old. Uh, this is the really old episode, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is the carbon dated episode. I'm about to change the title. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Overeem can as 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 exciting as he is, uh, well, has um, what's the word? Uh, as, yeah, CTE as he is now, as uh, as much of a uh, of a promotional tool he would be in Asia, he can't go to one because there mm-hmm. in the heavyweight division there are monsters over there. There is this guy named Alain Engalani. That dude is. It. He, he, he does lose a lot. <laughs> yeah, for as big as he is, he takes a lot of L's once he gasses in the first thirty seconds of a yeah. fight. <laughs> but guess what? But guess what? Guess how long Alistair's gonna last? Okay, he's gonna last fifteen of those thirty. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the <laughs> thing is, is that you 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 would get you would get Uberim if you went to one FC. That's the thing is they don't I, have Usada I, there. I thought they they did some form of testing over there though, like. I know number one, they stay on you about weight. Not that that's an issue for Overeem, but uh, I, I thought they did some some form of testing in one. It's it's not. It definitely ain't pride rules over at One FC. Oh no, oh no. But um, they they are they are consistent about their weight, how they cut their weight. 
But as far as a drug test, I think everybody's got a little neon I, green in them. I tell you what, I would like to see O'Brien do. He needs to call Mike Tyson up and hit the Legends League. You see, they set up Holyfield. The what? Tyson Holyfield Field Three. Oh yeah. No, I didn't. Okay. But yeah, I, I can see Overeem doing the Legends League with Mike, and I, I doubt very seriously if Mike Tyson is going to be hooking up that uh, the USADA testing pool. No, not 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 if he's smoking weed in the back. Did Overeem have a big yeah. enough name here in the U.S.? Dude, Sorry, if it regardless of his name, if he shows up on the scale and looks like Ubering, not Overing, Ubering, like people will tune in. Yeah, yeah people will tune in. It's on. It's on. Yeah. I got one fight that I want to see though. I want to see uh, Usman's brother fight Overing. Have y'all seen Bo? Usman's brother? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's yeah. He's, he's like Little. the thing. <laughs> I want to see that fight. I, I see. You know, he's here in Dallas. He he trains here in Dallas. Really? All right. So so yeah. here a couple of comments and then we'll get we'll keep going. Uh, Lapidolite says he doesn't think Overeem will retire. He's been fighting for way too long. I disagree with you. I think that o- Overeem is going to retire. I think he's done. Uh, so mark my words. I think he's done. I don't think he's going to have another fight in the UFC. Um, uh, MMA superfan said he likes the Legends League idea, though. So um, I appreciate so your violence there, MMA superfan. Let, let's let's see violence. let's see what happens there. Let's see what happens there. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, last bit of, uh, on this before we close the book on this is the bonuses. Uh, I don't usually have the bonuses, but I had the bonuses this week. Uh, oh. The the um, co-main event and the main event winners. Alexander Volkov and Corey Sanhagen got performance of the night bonuses of $50,000. And fight of the night was Benil Dariush and Carlos Diego Ferreira. Um, so those were your winners of the bonuses that night. Um, and so let's go ahead and close the book on this one and put it on the shelf because this card is history. Now let's go into our next segment where we look at the headlines that are making waves in the MMA world with Finding the Angles. is finding the angles this is where we look at the headlines that are making waves in the ufc world you know our our, our friends in the in in the comment uh section they've been uh, they've been asking about it it's our number one story of the day this is our headliner you know we don't spend a lot of time talking about other promotions outside of the ufc but it is time to talk about Bellator. That's right, Bellator. Bellator had a massive announcement this week, and that is that they are leaving Spike. They are leaving Viacom CBS. Oh, actually, no, that's not right. They are leaving. Um, they are leaving Spike, and they are going to Showtime. What? Huge mistake. That no. That's right. They are going to Showtime. This is no. Think about it. It is not a huge mistake. Who is the president of Bellator? Coker. Coker. Scott Coker. What other promotion <laughs> was he the president of? Coke. Strike Force. 
Strike Force. And where was Strike Force's home? On Showtime. On Showtime. So he got them back so, on Showtime. But, that is huge. Well, I think it's because they acquired. Uh, well, stop. Isn't uh, Viacom Showtime related too? Uh, yes, it is. That's why I corrected myself because I was like, okay. he's leaving Viacom. No, like, no, they're not leaving Viacom. They're going to Showtime, but they're leaving. Um, they're leaving Spike was where where they 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 were on Spike, um, and um, CBS Sports. Okay. So it's 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 still internal to the to to the Viacom conglomerate, but it's it's now they're going to Showtime, and I think that that's going to be better for them because Showtime has that that pedigree of of sports, and I think they're going to be able to take a lot of the production value that um that spike had i mean that that showtime has to very to increase the 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 visibility and the and the production value of um of 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 bellator my eye is like really itching right now and so i'm like (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to talk because i'm like rubbing my eye like ah okay there we go i'm back you got some some of that poor you got some of that poor sauce in your eye huh yeah something (laughs) we'll talk about that a little bit later too but they but that's not the only thing. That's not the only thing. So they announced their move to Showtime, which I think is great. Yeah. But also they also announced a light heavyweight tournament. Finally. They're going to do it. Finally. It's great. Goodness. See, Eight man light heavyweight tournament. Maybe they were listening to the show. Maybe they heard us. They said, you know what? I think those guys got something there. Let's make a tournament. Let's see who's really down for it. Finally. Right. Or they said, we now that we're having people pay for these fights, we got to make sure it's worth it. <laughs> there could be that, too. So so um, MMA sports fan says that I love the move and their Friday night strategy. However, I'm not stoked about spending $11 a month to watch the fights. Fact. <clears throat> yeah. Right fact. there. With you. Man, $11 that hey, you bought a chicken dinner with that. Okay. No, but the thing is, it's the, cumulative, it's the cumulative cost, right? Like, so we're paying 11 bucks a month for this. We're paying 11 bucks a month. Four, or it's probably just five. I forget now. The ESPN Plus, plus, uh, and then we're we're paying for the fights on top of that. It's expensive to be an MMA fan. It can, be. yeah, it it, it it absolutely can be because then you're thinking about I'm also paying nine or eleven ninety nine for uh Fight Pass, something like that. Mm-hmm. Nine ninety nine or eleven ninety nine for Fight Pass. I'm getting, you know, and then I have Netflix and Hulu, and I got all that other stuff too. So, yeah. I don't like that aspect of it, but um, I do like the move. I think it's a power move for them because of the fact that they're going to be able to tap into some of that production value that the boxing gets. And so it'll it'll elevate the the quality of the production that we get to see. And and that's one of the the things that I've been saying about Bellator is that they just can't match UFC on production value. Yeah, so much like dangerous they're going to get with sierra and level up oh wow really casey really? Oh, he's oh, been doing wow. it all night he's been doing it all night one of these is gonna hit yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> just look 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 
Hey, I'm taking the can't. Roy Nelson strategy. Just throw haymakers and want to land. Want to land. <laughs> Just don't guess. Just don't guess. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the tournament, though. Um, the tournament starts April 9th, and it has two quarterfinal matchups. Ryan Bader versus Leota Machida. How long have we been asking for this fight from Bellator? We haven't. Don't play. No, we have been. I have been asking for this fight from Bellator since Leota Machida showed up on on the doorstep of Bellator. The first fight I wanted to see Leota Machida fight was Ryan Bader because remember, Leota Machida embarrassed Ryan Bader in UFC. He knocked Ryan so, Bader out with a walking back jab and 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 put out Ryan Bader. I'm a Leota fan, but honestly, I feel like he's gotten a little chinny. In his old age, yeah, and I, I, I don't think this is going to be a competitive fight. Watch him. I think Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Bader gra- grabs him, tosses him to the floor. We're going to get to see some Leoto jiu-jitsu for a minute, and then Ryan's wrestling will kick in, and we're going to see some ground and pound. Watch well. Leoto do exactly what he did the last time again. Ryan Bader's going to try and shoot in, and Leoto is going to have that 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 punch waiting for him that counter punch and just knock him straight out again there you go the the other fight is Corey anderson versus uh dovletzin yag shimorov there we go he's a newcomer i'd rather see Corey and uh ryan bader well you might get to see him if they both win um, then on April 16th, you get uh, Vadim Nemkov, who uh, who defeated Ryan Bader in 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 very powerful fashion, facing off against Phil Davis, and Anthony Rumble Johnson makes his return against Yoel, the Soldier of God Romero. You know uh, who is it? Lapita like just said, "Hey, Bellator's production is good, but the fights are not." Some of these fights do sound kind of interesting now, though. Tell me you wouldn't but, pay for that. Tell me you we're not watching the pictures in the crime. I definitely want to see Romero. I, I like um, I like a couple of the, the matchup possibilities in Phil Davis, Ryan Bader, and uh, who was the other one? Um, Corey Anderson. Those, the, you know, those are some potential good matches there in the future. So I don't know, man. That, that I'm not upset with this I, at I, all. I'm proud of you, well. Outside of Yoel, tell me which one of those fighters is in their prime. Uh, Corey Anderson and Phil Davis. Phil yeah. Davis is in his prime still? Yes. I mean, dude, yeah. you wouldn't like to see that fight. That's an interesting fight. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just, I just think it's funny that the only fights that we think are interesting are fights that we could have seen in the UFC. And, <laughs> and that's what the point is. <laughs> that fight is good because it's a UFC fight. That, that, there you go. <laughs> That boy now, good. <laughs> good but 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 MMA Superfan said this is Nimkov's tournament to lose. Now, remember, uh Scott Coker said that uh Nimkov is is arguably the best light heavyweight in the world. Of course, John Jones has moved it to heavyweight, so we you know, we, we can't point at John Jones and say, ah, ah, ah. So this, I think this is a fair statement it, that that this is Nimkov's tournament to uh, uh, Nimkov's tournament to lose. We we will see. But I I like Anthony Rumble Johnson. That dude, power. I have 
I has a question. And, all right, go ahead, question. John. Uh, has John Jones relinqu- relinquished the title yet? Relinquished? What are you talking about? Jan Blakovich is the title holder. It's oh my god! You know what? I just had I just had a brain. Moment. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take you, John Keys off the casual. screen. You casual, you <laughs> casual. Look, look, somebody hey, get the MMA casual. He's wearing, police he's wearing the blue shirt, guys. That's that's look. That's like wearing a white belt. It's a blue shirt. It's a blue shirt. Uh, what's yeah, that? He's a blue shirt. Uh, he's he's you're cool. I need to get my. Right, let me get. Let me check my my sugars right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, oh, Casey. I, I got me losing. Go my ahead. Train of no, no, never mind. I'm good. All right. My train of completely lost after that. Okay. You know. Oh, uh, no. Wait. Wait. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, MMA we said Romero is too small for these guys. It's possible. It's possible. I talked about this before. Uh, Yoel Romero should be at middleweight. Because when you start thinking about the size of the guy who, once you get to light heavyweight, you start getting to the six one six two guys. The difference between a light heavyweight and a heavyweight frame is 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 very little. The difference between a light heavyweight body frame and a middleweight frame is 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 pretty substantial. Because you're looking at, at a middleweight, you're looking at the five tens, five elevens. As you get to to light heavyweight, you're at six one six two. And then it goes up from there for heavyweight. And so I think that it is a fair statement that while Yoel Romero packs a lot of punch and has a lot of power and could still win some fights, that overall, over time, I think you're going to run into problems because these guys are much bigger, they're taller, they're packing around much more weight in different ways than what Yoel Romero will do. So I, I think that there's some, there's some truth. Isn't Daniel Cormier like five foot nine? Yes, and so there's a there's a difference between an exception to the rule and the rule. <laughs> and, and, and MMA superfan, just to just to uh, address the the statement you said before that Rumble is not he is we know what Rumble is very capable of doing. He will not surprise us if he does it. Okay, there is absolute. We know the power behind that man. We know how fast he can throw it and how how quick the people will lay on the ground once he does. We know this. We know what's going to happen. We will be pleasantly surprised when it does happen. It's not a matter of if he does it. It is more of a matter of when he does it. Well, I just got to ask one question. Won't he do it? (laughs) (laughs) Won't he Uh, will? Real quick, I just wanted to say Okay. Uh, because I'm normally the guy who poo-poos on the UFC. Just wondering. <laughs> I personally am a big fan of these tournament styles. Like, because so often the rankings just get bypassed and they're almost meaningless. What do you think the odds are that the UFC starts to implement because the the uh, tournament style, given that I think every other promotion has at least run a tournament recently? Uh, George, what do you think? You want to go first? Well, in some divisions, they by default are doing it. They're just not calling it a tournament. I mean, the, you've got so many guys that that one fifty five division basically that's a that's a tournament. You ain't got to call it that, but that's what's going on there. We don't know who's fighting for what and who's the belt holder. Yeah, but, but I'll wait. It's not Khabib. Khabib said, "I'm not fighting." Are you sure he, he about that? that? I mean, uh, unless you get some inside information. Uh, 
unless you've been over to Dagestan and, and got some inside information, last I knew, Khabib's mama said, that ain't happening. It's been a, it's been a long weekend for Juan Yavez, man. Trust me. Okay. Um, they, uh, Habib and Dana are supposed to have another sit-down meeting. And, and he's going to tell him, Dana, I'm miles ahead of these guys. These guys nowhere near touch me. No, I not come back for that. He wants Poirier, okay? He has no, he doesn't. He's already beaten Poirier. He's already, he, he choked wants, Poirier he out in the third him. round, dude. He, he don't dude, need Poirier. Trust me. Trust me. He wants Poirier. He wants Poirier. Why? Why, 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 why does he want Poirier? What's different about that? He, he may have saw something. He has often said, he has been stated to say, that Poirier is the man to be to have that title. Dana is going to say, if you want him to have that title, you're going to have to fight him to get no. to, so he earns a chance to that title. We'll stop. Me, no, no. Okay. No. All right, all right. You know, y'all said the same thing about John Jones and, and Daniel Cormier. Drink. I'm just going to say, okay, yeah. Oh, drink. <laughs> yeah, definitely drink on that. Drink on that. You know, the only fight I'd even remotely be, think that Khabib might be interested in and it's lost its luster because it's cursed is Tony Ferguson. And now that no. Tony's lost two in a row back to back, that fight doesn't even have the same luster. Yeah. I just want to see it as, as a fan. I'd like to see that fight. Yeah. I think for me, I, I don't think that the Tony Ferguson fight uh, is, is a fight worth watching anymore. And and this is coming from, you know, a, 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 a huge Tony Ferguson fan. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a Tony Ferguson guy. That's right. You know, but it's, it's just, it's not a, it's not a fight that I think is, is interesting anymore. I, I don't think that Tony Ferguson is at Habib's level. You know, we got MMA super fan here. He's talking about um, liking the GSP idea. I think that's probably the only fight that Habib would come back for. But George yeah. St. Pierre has already said, George St. Pierre has already said that he's not interested in fighting. I actually hate fighting. Uh, I do not like to fight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, definitely. It, that's what that's what is running for. But we're not gonna we're not gonna see that. Okay, so yeah. just mark my words. It's gonna be so. I'll, I'll mark your words, but I'll, I'll mark it next to the John Jones Daniel Cormier rematch that that never material. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Drink that up. Oh, no, I said it, I said it beforehand. Okay, and it happened right before the second one. I believe. No. I, th- I think I said it for the No, you movie. have been on the third, the trilogy, the all third, that. Trilogy. We well, have... it wasn't that. Hey, I'm just saying, man. Okay. That went away. Jilted lovers. Jilted lovers man. Oh, gosh. We're going to end up, y'all going to end up drunk before this this card. I mean, this show is <laughs> right, That's, why, that's right. why. That's why I don't drink alcohol. Because <laughs> I know I got alcohol poison before the show. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's go on to other headlines that are in, in the MMA world. Uh, so we remembered that Diego Sanchez went live and said, Hey, I got one more fight left in me. I want it to be a fight worth fighting. And it looks like they're going to book if they haven't already. Diego Sanchez versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. So I want to get your reaction to, 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 to that. Now, remember, they both used to inhabit, walk the halls at Jackson Winklejohn in, in, in New Mexico. And then, of course, Cerrone uh, got upset with, with, with the situation over there, decided to go up to Colorado, uh, Kelechi's neck of the woods, and, and start his own fight camp and build a ranch out there. And so now you've got these two former teammates potentially facing off in Diego's farewell fight, 
which arguably could be Donald Cerrone's farewell fight as well. Uh, but uh, but Cerrone's talking big, big, big noise saying, hey, listen, Diego's saying that this is this is going to be two legends going at it. He's like, I don't think so. Maybe one legend and Diego Sanchez going at it. <laughs> Look, I got the promo. I got the promo for this fight. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you full screen. Hold on. Hold on. Let me give you full screen. You got it. Full you go. He's full screen. Donald Cowboy Cerrone, Diego Nightmare Sanchez, fighting whatever date for the CTE belt. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful, man. God. That's terrible, man. It's real, though. It's real. That's real. That is real. And oh look, God. the way these two guys fight, there's definitely gonna be some CTE in there. Oh wow! And if and if it's their last fight, if it's their final fight, that means there's gonna be violence. Okay, I. <laughs> Yeah. It will be, you know, they will wake up choosing violence that day. Okay. All right. I guarantee it. Yeah. But you got you guys you guys are 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 into that though. The, you you want to see Diego Sanchez uh Cerrone for the no. you don't. So we got two no's. no's. You got I, John I, and the perpetual I am, I yes. Am not a fan yeah, of brain damage. Just, but it's, this is something that, I, I, as much as I'm not a fan of it of it happening, this is something that's going to have to happen because egos are bruised now. So we might as well enjoy the ride or the the train wreck, as it may be, you know, for what it is. I mean, I'm not saying that violence violence is not the answer. It is a question, is and when the question answer. is presented, the answer is yes, okay? And we're going to get that, okay, every day, all right? Let them have it, man. Let them have it. They are grown men. They know what they're doing. Get in the ring. Close it up. You know, let let uh, let let Big John McCarthy come back, or maybe let, let give them the Gracie rules where there's no rounds, and the, and the referee is only there to prevent somebody from dying. Well, I, I, if they're going to do it, I just want this. I want Donald Cowboy Cerrone to fight somebody before he fights Diego Sanchez, just so that he is warmed up for that yep. fight. <laughs> like, like, it, took, I don't want, it took a minute for that to sink in, right? <laughs> I, got, I got what you Yeah, I just don't want Donald Cerrone walking in there and he's like, ah, oh, I just got it from my nap. <laughs> like he just opens aware. up the car trunk and he just comes out waking waking up and everything. Yeah, like he still got on last night's underwear, man. Like, come on, man. Get, get. <laughs> I think they're at two different stages of their retirement, though. Like Diego, it's time. Has been time for him to go. Time. So Roni, in this weird way, if he's able to find a way to show up. He's still a legitimate fighter, and that's hard for me to say. But <laughs> when he does show up after a, a fight, he, he's still a legit fighter. He, he, he can do some damage. Yeah. But, but I, I, I think we all agree. I, I think we all agree. Ahead of him. Go ahead, John. What's that? I'm saying you're saying the key words, though. If he shows up, you know, yeah, as, yeah. as a fighter, at, at, his, at, at his stage, he has to be – you know, these are some young killers now. Okay, these, well, he needs to be on his game one hundred percent of the time. Otherwise, you're going to end up like you know Frankie Edgar on the ground, 
after you call a well, knee the only to the fights chin, he doesn't show up for yeah. for are the, the big ones. fights. Yep. You know, all right. the other fights he he shows out. At but this it, it, point it, it, in his career, all the fights are big fights now. Okay. <laughs> he, he needs one, we've he talked needs a lot about like, changing the we've talked a lot about the changing of the guard in the UFC. And and I think that Cowboy represents just that quintessential old style fighter that that can show up and really beat you up in the later rounds. Today's UFC fighter has to be able to come out of the gates firing. And that's just not a Donald Cerrone that we've seen. And if we have seen flashes of it, it's not something that he can sustain with just his fighting style and, and how old he is. So I think that that's what really becomes the game changer for how we look at when it's time for Cerrone to, to retire, because for him to move forward in the rankings, he's got to absolutely completely change his fighting style. And I just don't see that happening given how he's lived his life. He, he, he's not going to change his style. I think that's fair. Uh, let, so, so just to kind of wrap up this topic, um, we didn't all go around the horn, which we don't need to now, but um, Dana White said that he does not like tournaments. And so we're not going to, I don't think we're going to see a tournament in the UFC for a very long time. The last tournament we saw was the flyweight tournament to, to crown uh, Demetrius Johnson as the, uh, as the fly, first flyweight champion. So that was the last time we saw a tournament in the UFC. I don't think that we're going to see that happen uh, in, in, in just what I think that we're going to see that happen. I, I think that it's it's a compelling fight just because of the history of Donald Cerrone and, and Diego Sanchez. You know, Diego Sanchez, of course, being the first ultimate fighter as well. Um, so I think that it's, if he's going to go out and he's really going to retire, I, I just I, I, I want to see him fight somebody that means something to me. So I like the fight. Even though I would say that Diego Sanchez is like ba- is like baseball, he's past time. You know what I'm saying? Hey, there it is. Oh <laughs> Should I play the trumpet? Should I play the trombone? Yes, no, dude. I'm here for it. I'm just gonna say this. There we go. Go ahead. I will say this: if this tournament turns out to be exciting. And as good as I think, as it looks at on paper, I think this may change Dana White's mind a little. You know, it had, but it's going to have to be on. I mean, it, it seriously has this. This tournament ha, will have to be on fire for him to actually sit there and say, "Okay, maybe we'll we can look into doing a tournament style." I, I don't. I don't think so. And the reason why I say that is because if the tournament for Bellator is fire then Dana White is almost guaranteed not to do it because then it'll look like he's following Bellator. It'll look like he's mm-hmm. taking notes from Scott Coker. And he's absolutely not going to do that. That is not the UFC's brand. And and I, I think that he would he would stay away from it. I think that if it was not fire and it failed, then you could potentially see him go like, well let me show you how a tournament's supposed to be done. I'm gonna put this one fifty five tournament together. And maybe he you would you would see that in Yeah, UFC do it yeah, do it on Fight Island and then move it around and, and, and make it kind of a, you know, make it like freaking street, or Street Fighter 2. World fight. Fighter. They're, fight, they're fighting in the streets of Abu Dhabi at random spots. Is that is yeah. that what you're asking? Is that yeah, what you're absolutely. Telling me there, well, yeah, you know, and maybe they'll do it in Hawaii. Um, You know, that would be a really cool place. And you know who's the king of Hawaii? And that is Max Blessed Holloway. And, Do- and Dustin Poirier was saying, 
that he believes Max Holloway is a better boxer than Conor McGregor. Quick, quick oh, mm, I'm going to you. Feel feel no, feel full screen, Casey. full screen, <laughs> boom. Now you're on screen. What you going to say? Uh, I want to talk about full strength. So uh, you and I have gone back and forth over whether or not Conor it's hard enough uh, to be a true knockout artist or to say that he has power. So if your boy Dustin is saying that Holloway is a better boxer, does that influence your argument at all over whether Connor has power? Well, because I'm looking at the run sheet, um, Dustin Boyer said that it's the combinations that makes Holloway a better boxer. Uh, Connor is definitely the better puncher that would, that would suggest power, uh, but uh, I think Max puts things together better and is in a position to throw combinations better. I think Max Holloway is the better boxer. Um, so I think that Dustin Poirier is consistent in his belief that Conor McGregor has power. Uh, placement. But he never says the word power. I'm a better would puncher. That, that could be placement. And I think most people would say it's placement when it comes to Conor McGregor's accuracy. We got two other people here. So let let's just let let's just ask them. Is it, it, it my my opinion? There's a difference in being a striker and a boxer. I think Holloway is a better boxer than Connor. I think Connor mm. is an overall better striker. He lands with a, a little bit more precision than most guys, and he packs a more powerful punch. Uh, he does mix up, yeah. He does mix up some things. Uh, he has somewhat of a karate style stance, which everybody argued about this this last fight. He tried to change it into the boxing stance, but he claimed it. He's like, I was trying to prep for the Pacquiao fight. He made a mistake. I think Connor's a better striker overall. I think definitely Holloway is a better boxer. There we remember, go. people. Remember, um, Connor's background was kickboxing before he came in MMA. So yes, he is a better striker. He's a he's a kickboxer, and he should stick to that. Boxing, nah, leave that to Holloway. Holloway has proven that he know he he is a combo machine. He got combo number one, number two, number three, number four, number twelve. He's got more combos than Wendy's does. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, so that's how you do it, Kletchy. That's how you do it, Kletchy, right there. <laughs> Look, he didn't even smile when he said it. Look, he he he, he hit he hit the punchline and he didn't even smile when he said it. We got to take That's notes, right. man. Gotta so, be a straight man. To so, Poye has been in the news. Of course, we know we talked a lot about hot sauce last week um, for the Super Bowl at which uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, won. Tom Brady got his seventh uh, Super Bowl championship. Uh, there was a there was a Super Bowl party at Michael Chandler's. And Michael Chandler's friend, Theo Vaughn, happened to bring him a little bit of a housewarming gift in the form of Dustin Poirier's Louisiana-style hot sauce. And do you know what, what Poirier did? I know what, uh, what Chandler did when he saw it. What did he, he do? He threw it in the trash. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We've been trying to like garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Hot sauce was hot sauce. I'll take it. I don't care. Who it was no. It it, it was strictly a joke. Uh, actually, uh, Chandler threw it in the trash, then pulled it out and actually put it on some wings, and uh, was very complimentary of the um uh, of the hot sauce. So uh, you know, while 
Chandler is talking much smack to try to get into that fight against Dustin Poirier. Uh, he did at least say that the hot sauce was legit. Kalechi, you got something? Uh, on a related note, I believe that for the next card, as we, we pick, whoever is uh, worst on their picks should have to do the chip challenge. Whoa, whoa, you, whoa, wow. man, hold on. Thanks. You, you try to put people in the hospital while the Rona's out here, man. What's what's up with that? Okay. I'm I'm not scared. I just look. You just know that. I hope. I hope. Look. I hope you don't have the Rona because the Nostradamus needs to be able to smell victory. Because if you get it wrong, you're gonna be the one doing a chip challenge. Yeah. Um, since I proposed it, I am only a judge. No. Uh, not- <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hey, mean, if we gotta do it, I mean, we'll do it. I mean, I'm who's paying thirty dollars for that chip, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting in on it, but as you guys have discovered, he's got five on it. I don't like work, so I will Venmo you instead of actually buying the chip. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. since, since we're talking about Dustin Poirier and hot sauce, we should actually talk about if you haven't seen his appearance on Hot Ones, you, you should actually watch it. It's really good. I enjoyed watching. Uh, Dustin Poirier do the 10 wings challenge uh, basically where they start off with just a 3000 Scoville regular hot sauce and then go to kind of unlimited Scoville um, hot sauce wings at number 10 and each step of the way they're talking about Dustin Poirier the good fight foundation some of his thoughts on fighters in the UFC so it's a really good uh, video so definitely go out and watch uh, Dustin Poirier on hot ones if you haven't seen it You'll enjoy it. He's such a good dude. Um, I do have to say this, though. It it was really funny because it's you you, you see him hit somewhere around number eight or <laughs> number seven or number eight. And it's like whole new level of heat. And he's just like, I'm not going to drink this milk. I'm not going to drink this milk. I'm not going to drink this milk. But it's hot. And then, then he has to get hotter and it gets progressively hotter after that. So it, definitely check out that episode. It's so much fun to watch. Um, and he's very complimentary of, of, the, of his, his opponents and things like that in the UFC. I have to say that that's, that's, that's must say something. Because, you know, um, I, I, I truly believe people from Louisiana is sprinkled with um, slap your mama spicy uh, season salt when they come out the womb. And they wrap them up in the blanket. They just sprinkle that stuff on them, and they just wrap them up like a little burrito and put them out there on the baby thing. It's and, that yeah, cayenne pepper. That cayenne, cayenne. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a great grandparent. I, I promise y'all that. <laughs> All right. Those kids are gonna be so messed up. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so. So here's the thing. Last week, we spent a lot of the show talking about Megan Anderson, Casey Kinney, uh, and, oh, and, no. and um, Sean O'Malley, Tim Welch, and all they said about smashing Megan Anderson and all that kind of stuff. And so we were talking about like how, you know, we need to 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 really as men, as 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 people who are um, you know fans of the sport, we should create space so that women don't have to be objectified um like that you know in in mma even though i know that that is a large part of the mma audience is that type of personality 
However, right on the heels of us publishing that show and talking so much about women's MMA, Stephen A. Smith, George G. Money Stallworth's most favorite person in the entire world. <laughs> that you are. That I am are. not Stephen A. Smith on this one. Stephen A. Smith comes out and says, when I think about pugilistic sports, I don't like seeing women involved in it at all. Um, I just don't like it. I wouldn't promote legislating laws to prohibit them from doing so, but I don't want to see women punching each other in the face. I don't want to see women fighting in the octagon and stuff like that, but that's just me. Okay. So what's wrong with that? R Fire from all sides rain down on Stephen A. Smith. Women's MMA are like, why don't you want to see us in the ring? Like, why shouldn't we be in the ring? We should be fighting in the ring. You have people then saying that Stephen A. Smith is 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 suggesting that women don't belong in the octagon and don't belong in, in, in combat sports. You have people standing up for Stephen A. Smith saying, you know, he does it's not it's a preference thing. It's not something that he should uh he, he should oh, do. God. Um uh, and so <laughs> created all this controversy and we didn't get a chance to comment on it. On, and so I put on, it, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. So I, I put this link in um in in the in intelligent defense discussion group. And so for you guys out there, if you're not on the intelligent defense discussion group, that's where a lot of these debates that we're having on the show start off. And so I, I got to talk to Dell Duggan and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. I have to look it up real quick. And we went back and forth about looking at all sides of this issue and so for me it was like i understand what stephen a smith was trying to say but the fact that he is stephen a smith and a a a celebrity sports journalist on espn having an opinion like that carries more weight than just some dude sitting in his in in, in his he's his lazy boy saying i'm not a fan of of women's mma and so okay. when he says he's not a fan of the Cowboys, like, so yeah. it's, it's, it's different. There's nuance no. there in context. It absolutely is. Because when you say, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it, then that's saying one thing. When it says, I don't like singing them in the octagon is saying, I don't like seeing women, women's MMA. Like, I don't, I, I don't think that women's MMA should be a thing. Okay, so a couple of things. One, I've 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 been lamented about this. I've 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 had my conversation about some of the things I said last week. Okay, and the way I feel about it is that was just my opinion. The, and let this be the one time in my life that I will defend Stephen A. Smith on this. He stated his opinion. He says he doesn't like seeing it. That's his opinion. He that it's not nobody should read any more into it than what he put out there. Okay, he said he doesn't like it. He he wouldn't promote legislative laws to prevent them from doing so, but he just doesn't want to see women punching each other in the face. That is, I, I, that's that's it. He doesn't want to see women in the octagon and stuff like that. He doesn't. He doesn't say that he wants to prohibit it. He doesn't. He didn't say that he wants to. You know, he wants. He, he doesn't want women. You know, uh, to to be to be. You know, breaking the law doing it. He just say he just doesn't like it. People have their rights to, to say. There are people out there that doesn't like pineapple on pizza. We should not and cancel. They're wrong. 
You we know? should care. Because I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you know, I've had it. It's not that bad. It just don't do the barbecue sauce. I just do regular tomato sauce, tomato sauce, cheese, pineapple. Okay, so, so I, I understand. I understand the notion that a person is entitled to their opinion. Yes. However, different opinions carry different weights because of what you are, because of your job, because of what you do. You, you, you cannot turn off that I am a sports journalist when you say something about sports. Now, if it's just some dude who works for, you know, nine to five every day and says, I don't I, I don't enjoy women's MMA. It's one thing. It's another thing when you are a celebrity in the in 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 sports journalism and you say I don't like women's MMA. I don't want to see women fighting. Then it it's not the fact that it's violent. It's not the fact that you know that there's blood. It's the fact that they are women because he has no problem with men doing it. So it's okay. it's it's the it's the sex of the of of the athlete that he has a problem with. And when you say you don't want to see them in the octagon and not I want to see them. I, I would prefer to see them with headgear on, or I'd like to see them more protected, or something like that. Then, then it it absolutely suggests the fact that it is the fact that they are women in the sport that he has a problem with. I'm saying that he is a sports general j- journalist that expressed an opinion. His opinion. That's I cannot be mad at them. Yeah, I mean, just like critics. You know, critics are paid for to criticize. You know, I, I, I can't away. Now, if it was a, let's say, Dana White saying that or Scott Coker saying that, you know, CEOs and general managers of professional fight organizations saying that, then I may have some because those guys are are these guys are the movers these guys are the guys, are the people that do make things happen then we can start asking a serious question on why now if he says i don't like it, women in mma but i'm still gonna let it happen that's his that's his personal opinion okay and nobody can be mad at his personal opinion because while he still has a personal opinion he's not going to stop he's not going to stop progress Okay, you can have a disagreeing opinion, but I still have to let progress go. But I'm going to let it go because somebody said they want to hear what coach thinks. That's exactly what I was Yeah, MMA. Somebody said, you know, they look like, look, like Alfred Hitchcock. So mm-hmm. go ahead, man. Dude, I don't even know why we're giving Stephen A. Smith the time of day. We've discussed him <laughs> way too long on this. Like, he is such a casual Apparently, he's got a movie coming out called Rumble, and th- that's where he needs to stay, in, in fiction somewhere. He, like, I don't want to hear any of his ideas on, on, on this sport or combat sports in general. He is not the man. I get it. He's a celebrity host or whatever, but he has no business speaking on this. I don't know if you guys saw that video that uh, Overkill Hill did. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> she, yeah, she parried. Dude, he needs to stay in his lane, for real. And Don't get me wrong. I, Everybody, you're right. Everybody has a right to their opinion, but some of us don't need to be sharing our opinions with the public. And he's one of those guys, in my opinion. So I, I have to toe, uh, toe an interesting line here because I generally talk trash about MMA for fighters who are under 155 pounds. I don't 
I, I don't really consider that fighting. Like, and that's a messed up statement, but it is also just, I just see it differently. Uh, I think because I, I, I look at how Dana White transformed that I have to give Stephen A. Smith grace in saying that he, he truly is a casual. Because you had a Dana White who had seen women's MMA and was like, this is just, if, if we're honest, it's jarring when you first when you're first introduced to the sport, just like the sport in general, like I still can't watch bare knuckle FC. I just can't like it's, it's, it's in a whole nother class. And I know eventually I'll get desensitized and be like the guy, but I have to watch enough and just like get myself to that point. And I think it was the same for, uh, uh, for Dana white when he first started seeing women's MMA, like this is, this is jarring. And then you start to see the skill in it. And, and you start to see like, women's MMA strike for strike has more striking in it. Like you may not see the, the, the amount of knockouts, but if you're into technical striking, you're going to get that out of women's MMA and it just takes exposure to get that. And so it's hard for me to just immediately say, Stephen A. Smith, like, why don't you get it already? Because it for many fight fans has been a process to get to look beyond just the aesthetics of women's MMA and see it for what it is and truly being a sports that, uh, a sports that's transformative beyond uh, any other sport because of the parity that it has with the men, uh, the men's uh, league that's with it. So Stephen A. Smith, did you step in it? For sure. But did you step in it in a way that is, if we're honest, intellectually honest, yeah, it's, it takes a minute for a casual to actually understand what he's seeing. So well, uh, let's, I, I'll counterpoint you on that. You said Dana had an issue with it at first, but guess what? Dana was never a casual. Dana's in the thick of this. Stephen A. Smith, he's not even trying to really uh, understand MMA in general. Like, I, I just can't get with it, man. He, he, he needs to shut his mouth about MMA and combat sports in general. So um, this brings us to an interesting. This thing brings us to an interesting thing. I think you'll still have a have a space to counterpoint, John. Just give me a. So Clay Guida was asked a question of. His thoughts on women's MMA. Oh, okay. And so Clay, Clay Guida says, you know what? I don't like watching it. Mm. But notice Clay Guida did not get the get the fire from everybody that Stephen A. Smith did. Now, why is that? Because Clay Guida says he's not a casual. Well, because Clay Guida is not a casual. I mean, we already established Clay, Clay Guida's legacy, right? But uh -huh. Clay Guida says, "Listen, I think women are the most beautiful thing on the earth." And he goes, "I can't. It's hard for me to sit and watch them them fight." He goes, "I I I I can't sit and watch them fight like that." But you know what? They have matured and gotten better. <laughs> faster than the men have he says they've been fighting for only seven years and their level of skill has gotten as high as the men who have been fighting for 25 years if not better if not better notice how steven how, how clay guida said I'm, i don't enjoy watching it i i really want i want to protect them and and not watch them fight he's like but i recognize the skill that they bring into the ring and I and and it's happened faster than than the men have. So he really so gave him kudos. No, that's that's not kudos. That's misogyny. It is. They've gotten better than men, quicker, faster than men. And it, <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it, I don't know how you didn't get the compliment in that. 
Wait a minute. Um, how do I get that? See that there's there's that one right there, and then there's that one right there. Okay, so this is basically saying this. All right, so a friend of mine many years ago told me this, and it rings true one hundred percent of the time. Be careful what you say and how you say it, because it will fall back onto you. Clay Guida just said the same thing, basically, that Stephen A. Smith just said, but he said it in a nicer way. No. And everybody's cool with it. Nope, that's not Think what about that. Think about that. That's not what happened. Clay statement reminds me of college and, and professional football coaches who said that I see black athletes as quarterbacks, and, but I just don't want them to see – I just don't – I'm not ready to put them in that position. I can't really watch them lead a team. It's I recognize your talent. You've done as much and you've worked harder to get into this position, but I don't want you at the helm of my team. How is this better? Because that, that be is synonymous with what Stephen A. Smith said. That's Clay Guida. No, because say that Stephen, that a, Stephen A. Smith Stephen A. Smith said he doesn't want to see them perform. Clay Guida says he doesn't want to. He doesn't like watching it. Clay Guida said he doesn't like watching it. But as Lapidolite says, if Clay Guida knows they got better, and he's, he's watching, watching it. So you don't think that uh, when he's calling fights, Stephen A. Smith is there isn't a separate MMA women. Stephen A. Smith division. ain't watching. So he just turned off the broadcast. While we we just about- call Stephen A. Smith a casual for like five minutes, and now he's all of a sudden watching. Of course, he's not watching. What was fight of the year twenty twenty? Can anybody tell me what fight of the year twenty twenty was? That that's that's not what I'm getting at. It's the fact that it's not like he's literally turning off his TV when they come on. Like we can't give Clay credit for watching it. Like he's going out to some special women's MMA event site. He's watching a card. Clay Guida fought on the same card as women. Clay Guida is training in the same gym as women. The fact that, that doesn't he doesn't get, like it doesn't they, stop him from... Not just training from, in the gym with women. He's probably having to spar females. He's probably helping women get ready for fights. Help me understand how that makes him a champion for women. Uh, we didn't... I, I don't think that... I, I, who... Raise your hand if you called Clay Guida a champion for women because it sounds like we just got a straw man put in this conversation. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand the separation between Stephen A. Smith's comment and Clay Guida's comment. Like, why Casual are versus a person invested in the actual sport. Somebody saying he does not want to see women in the octagon versus someone who is actively participating in oh, the no, sport. No, don't do action versus saying. Do saying versus saying. No, because th- th- it's different. The level of, of actual involvement is different. We're not talking Th- this about This is a man, even Clay, a Clay Guida gets to see women on a daily basis in the gym with him training, getting beat up, getting get having to go home with black eyes, having CTE. Stephen, that's Just not even what, what Stephen Smith's talking about. Then on top of that, Clay says, not only do I watch these, well, I don't, wa- don't want to watch these women, but they've gotten better in a shorter, quicker, faster time. Women's striking is so much better than men's. Clay Guida has more information. He says, I don't want to watch this. Uh, Stephen A. Smith says, I don't want to watch this. Where is the difference? Not talking actions in the words they said. No, because because the the, the thing is, is, is 
you are you are you are paraphrasing these to create an equality that and if you not- want to look at what they said versus what they said, then you have to go to the transcripts of what both of them said. And so one says, and, I don't like and, watching it. The other one says it shouldn't be on. No, he did not say it should be on. I don't want to see women say? fighting in the octagon and stuff like that. I don't want to see women fighting in the octagon. I don't want to see women fighting in the octagon. Not that he hopes that that doesn't happen. He does not want to see that. Now go to Clay's comment. You, you, no, you, you can kind of play with the nuance in that. No, it's not a nuance I mean, because it's, it's, it's not a it's, nuance there. It's full context. He's literally saying, I wouldn't stop it. I'm not trying to make this go away. I personally don't like to watch it. That is what he is saying. Now take He said, I don't like watching it. I don't want to watch it. So if they're both saying they don't want to watch it, why is one they wrong? They both say they don't want to watch it, but I get what you're saying. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's synonymous to, to me, who has no skill in mechanics, saying that the fuel pump is messed up, it needs to be replaced, and the mechanic goes under there and says, the fuel pump is messed up, it needs to be replaced. Mm, no. Same difference. It, it, we it, both it, agree it, on the same point. It okay. literally is not the yeah. same. It is oh. not the same. So, okay. look, so, here we go. KC, this it's not good if the colonizer is jumping on your side. He shouldn't uh, be back. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, that's a, hey, that is a fallacy. Do not right. just because I just because I'm uh, I have full represented the the, the colonizers. The hey, the statement still rings truth if it's still true. Look, all right, I believe we, we spent statement. a lot of time on women's MMA over the last two weeks. I think we're all going to agree to disagree on this, and it might be worthy of us moving on to the next piece in our in, in, okay, on the run. Before we go, hold on, before we go, though, I, I need to say this because the last week because of the uh, of that topic, I did receive a lot of a lot of heat for that. Okay. I bet you did. I want, I, I did. <laughs> and guess what? You know, I, I, I still stand up. But let me say this. You are, women's MMA needs to stay, okay? We see a lot of skill coming from these fighters. If they can do it, let them do it. Let them fight. Okay. Don't stop the progress. All right. They are technical strikers. They have, and the fights are, are a lot more entertaining, believe it or not. Okay. There is nothing wrong. Okay. If hey, and let's put it out there. I like to see a chick fight. Okay. Let's put it oh, out there. Oh, gosh. There Can we not? There I go. Oh. There I go. Like, you, you were there and then you just. Oh, oh, with, with that being said, you know what? I, I think that we should do some all lady cards. The UFC should, should be yes, putting itself it's, in a position to do an all uh, an all female card from time to time. Well, that's it's what Invicta is. It's high time. That's so what Invicta. That's what Invicta is. I'm talking about the UFC. The UFC. They yes. they have enough talent in in the in the ladies divisions these days where they they could put on a pretty good card with just women, not even a pretty yes. good probably a, a a a card that people will pay for. We have the tough fights too, like the the houses that they did for tough. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. not that that's still a thing, but like I I think the UFC has done its part. It's more just the fan base, uh, really finally coming on board. And and, and I said it before, like parody wise, like. Women's MMA is closer to men's MMA than women's basketball basketball is 
to men's basketball, then it, there's not a lot of sports. I mean, maybe golf, but that you can get true parity between the men's and, and, and women's. And, and that's what I think the beauty of women's MMA is. I think in this conversation, it really comes down to not giving one person credit over the other for making the same statement. It's really where I'm coming at. Cause I feel like both comments reek of misogyny, but I don't want to give Clay Guida a pass is where I, I came I, down I, to. I, I, think that, I think that it is fair though, that not having heard both statements from the people who gave them. Now we've got the actual transcript of what Stephen A. Smith said, but you've got me paraphrasing what Clay Guida said. And so trying to match these up is not necessarily a fair comparison. So I don't know that it's that you're in a position to be able to say that this reeks of misogyny without actually hearing what Clay Guida said. Now, if you want, fair. I can play what Clay Guida said. I got it queued up. Uh, yes, please. Here it goes. Let me know if it's too loud. About women, women MMA. Do you, is it something what you like to watch, or maybe not? Um, honestly, it's super, super exciting. I think women are the most beautiful creatures on the planet. I'm really not for them punching each other in the face. That's only because I know how awesome they are. Um, so it's definitely uh, they're fun to watch, but um, man, I feel bad for them, and they're they're uh, too pretty and too smart to be kicking each other's butt. So I'll leave it at that. But they're yeah, their skill level is definitely. Um, I think they're they've gotten much uh, much better quicker than um, you know than maybe the male male division has in the time that they've been in the UFC. What is this like six years now or seven years? There've been yes. female fighters in UFC. Uh, male fighters been doing this for. Well, not, UFC has been around since what's 93 or 95 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the women's skill set is gone through the roof very quickly. Not the same. Oh thing yeah, that Stephen A. Smith said. Oh, there it oh, is. Yeah. Hold on. Look. Hold on. Next time. Get, get on. Hold on. Take it to Take it to corporate America. If I said oh, that I really believe that women have done a great job in, in becoming uh, CEOs and managing companies, but I think they're too beautiful to have to be stressed out working so hard all the time, that is the epitome of misogyny. But I can say that. We're talking about corporate America. We're talking about people doing damage to a corporate body. America. Hold on. That. Come on, man. Trying to reframe. This is a reframe fallacy. I heard too cute and all too I heard smart. Was, Exactly. That's that's what I heard is I, I'm going to minimize your efforts by saying that your looks are really what is primary in this and you should never put that at, at, at risk for my enjoyment. So And on top of that, he maybe I'm just he made, he, made, he made it sound like women have just been doing martial arts in the past six, seven years. He forgets about uh women have been doing martial arts since pretty much since martial arts been around. Oh, okay. okay. All right, all right. All right. Look, look, all I got to say about this is that it's very clear that Stephen A. Smith and uh, and and Clay Guida did not say the same thing. And <sighs> by, by trying to reframe it as, well, what if this was corporate America? That is completely out of bounds for, for this oh, conversation. Like when we were talking about Megan Anderson. Yeah, but so, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 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 anyway. I think that it is a conversation <laughs> that 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 is ripe and prime for us to continue at a later date. But I, I think it was lively. Last story before we go into the, the fight card. Former heavyweight champion Leon Spinks dies at 67 years old. 
you know, we don't talk about boxing all that much, but Leon Spinks was Olympic gold medalist, former heavyweight boxing champion. Um, he was the only person to take the title. Uh, he was the, uh, what is it? Uh, he is. He defeated uh, uh, Muhammad Ali in a 15-round split decision. Became the only man ever to dethrone Ali as a heavyweight champion. Um, we also remember Leon Spinks. He did get a chance to uh, face off against the Iron Mike Tyson. That fight lasted famously 90 seconds. Um, 93 seconds, sir. About 90 seconds. It's 93, but nobody's counting. <laughs> uh, 93 seconds, and. Uh, and so we we will uh, we've lost a great one in Leon Spinks from the the boxing world. So uh, rest in peace, uh, champ. All right, let's get into it. There are fights this weekend when we're speaking about champs, and that is UFC 258 Usman versus Burns. This is the fight card. All right, this is the fight card. UFC 258 Usman versus Burns, Saturday, February 13th, 2021, Apex Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. We've got five fights on the card. Andre Ewell versus Chris Gutierrez. We've got Julian Marquez versus Maki Pitolo. We've got Kelvin Gastulum versus Ian Heinish. We've got Macy Barber versus Alexa Grazo. And the UFC welterweight champion, Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns. So we are going to do flash fight picks for three fights. What? I was going to say, you got half of Factory X fighting on that card. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like this. You got Chris Gutierrez, you got Ian, Ian Heinish, and the sometimes Macy Barber on that card. Like, that's all Factory X. That's wild. Uh, so, so the fact, Factory X reference, everyone take a drink. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do flash fight picks for Kelvin Gastelum versus Ian Heinish. We'll start with you, Kalechi. Who you got? <laughs> yeah, uh, I got. Oh wait, no, 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 Come no, on. no. I've got Nostradamus. Kelvin Gastelum is on ex- experience points. Mm. All right, all right. Okay, Coach, who you got? I'm I'm picking Gastelum on that one as well, man. All right. I think he, he, he... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I like Kevin, Kevin's boxing, man. I, I, I think he, 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 uh, outboxes Ian. All right. I think oh, Ian's uh, factor in, though. I will say that. Okay. Uh, I'll take Kevin, Kelvin Gastelum as well. Uh, you're right. I do, I do believe in his boxing in this matchup. Uh, I, I, I like to see it in this, uh, end in the second round. Oh, wow. Mm. All right. Well, you know, you know, I like to be uh, contrarian, but I'm not going to pick against Kelvin Gastulum. So I think we are all on Kelvin Gastulum. Hopefully we are right because I hate getting the, uh, you know, we were all wrong. Uh, uh, <laughs> <pro> <laughs> Look, I, I was going to say, yeah, Lepetalite will be happy to, to know next week whether or not we yeah. had to hit that crow button. Lepetalite right. got uh, Ian. Yeah. Lepetalite must be present button. to win. Must be present to win. You ain't showing up next week, and we are wrong. We ain't pressing no no crow button. <laughs> Macy Barber versus Alexa Grazo. 
Let's we'll start with you, John Keys. Who you got? Wow, pressure. Um, I'm going Macy Barber. <laughs> I've been watching her Instagram. I've seen she's doing. She's putting in work. I'm gonna let it. I, I think she's got a chance here. All right, Kalechi. I'm going Alexa Grasso by Macy Barber self defeat. Whether it's oh, wow. injury or disqualification. <laughs> He, he sounds like Stephen A. Smith over there. I'm going Alexa Grasso. <laughs> <laughs> He's being a contrarian for no good reason. So, uh, Coach. I'm going with the barber. All right. She's going to cut that hair next week. Oh, dang. Okay. Uh, because Macy Barber's last fight was against Roxanne Modafferi, you know I am a, a big fan of the Happy Warrior. Uh, and you know she really blew out her knee in in that fight. Um, I, I question whether or not she is going to be one hundred percent, or if she's going to be protecting that knee. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Kalechi on this and uh, and, and and go for Alexa Grazo uh, for the win. All right, let's go to the main event of the evening. You've got UFC welterweight champion, the Nigerian Nightmare, Kamaru Usman. Versus Gilbert Burns. Does Gilbert Burns have a nickname? I don't even know. Uh, Dorino. Dorino. Dorino? All right. Coach. Hold on. Let me check that. Let me verify that for you. You've got two former training partners fighting off against, fighting against each other. You got Gilbert Burns stayed at the camp. You got Kamaru Usman going to a new camp. Sometimes that helps. Sometimes it doesn't. Who do you have winning the main event? Dude, it's a tough one to call, um, but I'm going with with uh, the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaru Usman. I think he gets it done, man. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like Gilbert Burns. I think he's been on a terror in that division, but Kamaru has been unstoppable. And I, I don't know, man. I, I just, one round in his entire UFC career? Yeah. Kalechi, are are you honor bound to pick the Nigerian? He, he's betting against his country, man. Oh, Bro, this dude. one hurts my soul. <laughs> oh, oh, he's betting against his country, man. Oh my goodness, you can't do wow, it. Are you serious, Casey? I got, I got to listen. When, 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 when Ovin Saint Pru fights, you know I have to pick Ovin Saint Pru. <laughs> oh, this one hurts. Um. Wow. You're going to do it, I man? Are you really going to do it? Let me officially abstain. Like, no. I, just, I can't. Whatever, no. All right, well, I'll get Usman then. All right. He, he, look, he did the right thing. All right. Yes. Let me be real, though. I got Usman. He's going to have some trouble there, and I really believe that. He's going to be in deep waters in the first round, and unless he catches Gilbert with a, a lucky shot out of a clinch or something, it's, it's going to be a hard day for Usman. But I'm officially picking him despite that. All right, there you go. <laughs> Listen, it don't have to be bad. It don't have to be bad. It don't have to be bad. John Keyes, who you got? Okay, Dorino, which stands for tough or hard. Um, I'm, I'm going – I'm. <sighs> I'm going to say Usman, but I really want to have the ability to change it after the weigh-ins. I need it's to on see wax. what they're going to do. Madam Tussauds rule. 
man. What, what are you I looking for in that. the weigh-in? What are you looking for in the weigh-ins? Because Durango used to fight flinches. at 155. I'm just going to oh, say, he, he who okay. flinches first dies. Okay? That, that's just a, it's just that simple. Every time that somebody has <laughs> flinched at the weigh-ins, they ended up getting beat. Okay? So... I gotta see who does that. So if you want to put me down for the, down hard for for Usman, I have no problem with that because I do believe Usman can pull it off. Kalechi is right, though. Dorino is is a monster. Okay, he's a grappling machine. He's he. We're about to see if do y'all Usman know really Usman's can. grappling pedigree? Like, what are yeah. we talking about here? Yeah, Marty Marty from Nebraska can hold his own, but it's the speed and the pace. Hold his that, own. Man, man, Dorino, man. I'm not taking nothing away from Usman. Dorino uh, is really just that good. No, you can't make your pick. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> me... Go ahead, sir. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. You're all look, look. I'm gonna be like Lee Corso. You're all on Usman. Not so fast. I'm going for Gilbert Burns. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hey, be the guy. You know what I really. Wow. Do. Well, you know <laughs> uh, oh, oh, he's like you know. Okay, we see that. Yeah, we see. Oh, okay, the feel like for just for you, just so you know, I do look at the stare downs because the stare downs tells you everything. Okay, he who you know Musashi Miyamoto preached that he who flinches is the dead one. Okay, it is very true. You will see there that somebody flinches. Be it an eye black, be it an eye bat, they may jerk a little, but he who flinches is the one that's going down. Mark we're going to see. We're going to see. But you're on. Look, you're on record. Yeah, it's going to be a long fight. Hey, don't don't expect this to end quickly. It's going to be. It is time to go to the deep water. Somebody's about to earn their belt that night. Somebody. Somebody's going to be a champion, and somebody's just going to be. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great fight. Follow us on social media on Instagram. I'm at Combat Sports Talk. John Keys, what you got? I'm at Keys to Victory, and that's Keys with an ES. Kalechi. Uh, I'm on Tinder, but on <laughs> but on Instagram, <laughs> I am at Push Pull Prey. <laughs> and Coach? I'm at Darkside underscore Muay Thai underscore on Instagram. All right. You can find us on our website at www.combatsportstalk.com. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasting and social media platforms. Just look for us. Uh, definitely want to make sure we shout out MMA Junkie, MMA Fighting, MMA Mania, Bloody Elbow, and the Intelligent Defense Discussion Group where we get our stories and a lot of these conversations take place. So on behalf of George Giamani Stallworth, Kalechi, KC Onyebuchi, and John, the keys to victory keys. My name is Ryan Smith, and I'm reminding you to keep your hands up, your chin tucked, and throw bombs. We'll catch you next time.